This is exactly right. I'm Babs Gray, and why do I always have to be the bigger person? Is it because I'm fat? (laughs) I'm Brandy Posey, and my body is a temple of doom. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Tess Barker, and just put Oprah and Dolly in charge of everything. It's time. And this is Lady to Lady. Can you keep a secret? Neither can we. We got Barbara Brandy and of course Big Tess. We got a show for everyone that's the fucking best. Come on, baby. It's time to hang out with your favorite ladies. Ladies and ladies. Ladies and ladies. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. We're so excited to be here in so your excited. ears and your hearts, I hope. Woo. And maybe your guts. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Are you doing core yeah. work? Are you working out right now? Are you engaging your core? Every part of you, we're excited to be. Mm-hmm. If Oh, never mind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, it laughter is good with for a the nice abs, sentiment. I yeah. think. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, let's bring on our guest. We're so excited to have her back on the show. It's been a while. She's so hilarious. She's got a podcast called We Called Your Mom. You can see her new special now on HBO Max called Girl Daddy. It's Beth Stelling. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I get a sound effect. How fun. <laughs> We're bringing him back. We haven't used them in a minute, these sound effects. And so my boyfriend is silently watching this and playing sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, I will say Adam is wearing one of Barbara's hoodies that is a crop hoodie. That's so. cute. <laughs> That's really cute. It is. Yeah, this is there's a hell of a dynamic happening in the gray uh yeah i'll just call it the gray household <laughs> i was gonna Whatever. say maybe, maybe the reward at the end of the podcast is getting to see the crop oh yeah. i mean it'll be up to him but mm-hmm. you know it's true just a little <laughs> yeah just a little knave <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's so good to be back i can't i i can't believe it's been this long it's probably been something hilarious like eight years I um, know. Almost exactly. You were our yeah. second guest ever. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. Time flies. I, I mean, I I always do this on podcasts where I'm like, I have a joke about this because yeah. uh, I feel disingenuous repeating it. But truly living in L.A. without seasons, I just the years fly by. Like, I don't know yeah. how old I am. And I can't believe it's been eight years. Oh, yeah. no, a thousand percent. But I think that a good part of that is that's what keeps us all young. Is because we mentally yeah. don't age. Like, the time doesn't pass for us. So And our job. And our job. Yeah. yeah and yeah, you're yeah. surrounded by. Yeah, that too. And being surrounded by infantile people on a near-daily basis. <laughs> There's some people that could grow up a little bit. I mean, we could use, like, one good winter. And I think if a few people could just, you know, Put grow up a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be That's okay with hilarious. that. We get one winter and everybody's, like, withered after it. <laughs> But you know what, Beth? I grew up in Southern California, so my whole life is one indistinguishable circle. Like, wow. I have I have no this retrieve tracks. of any time periods. I mean, everything. I have like five time periods that are all based. I'm like five years ago, seven years ago, fifteen years ago. My whole life happened yeah. in one of those. See, I'm I for I don't have a good excuse because I don't even do drugs. Like my memory of life and i'm sure trauma has affected something along the way like childhood and then later in life i think you're i think i'm sure there's facts or data that that prove yeah. like your mind blocks or something <laughs> yeah oh yeah but 
But I'm just like, how? Like, I, I did it. You know, everybody's been Zooming with everyone they've ever met in their life mm-hmm. over this past year. And I was on with some college girlfriends, and they're saying memories. And I'm like, was I even there? Mm-hmm. I can't. I, I barely remember college, and I don't drink or do drugs at all. I, like, just I'm, don't remember it. Wow, well, you guys, I, I did drugs all through college, and I could tell you thongs that I owned and in what drawer they sat, so... <laughs> It is unfair. Tess has one of the best memories of anyone I know, and I like cannot. People will straight up tell me things I did, and I just cannot recall. I'm like, that was me. I don't know. Sometimes it's hard to believe. (laughs) I mean, I do think it's tough too, though. Like when you're a comedian, especially someone that tells stories, because like you just start to like when you tell yourself a story over and over again, you just start to forget if that's an actual memory or just like a, a version of it that you've kind of made into like a narrative in your head if that makes sense of course mm-hmm. i think that's a huge part of it I, I couldn't agree more it's yeah so i always talked about on stage about fucking so many people and then it just became that like what was first you know was that really me or <laughs> yeah it was did, did it you was... grow into your persona <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I feel like it took years for me to really be myself on stage. Um, whatever came out of me early was just like a sort of quiet, dark. What I had to read about myself to figure out what my style was. You know, when somebody was like, "Well, what's your thing? What's your?" That's shit? such a weird. I like who wants to describe? Or it's like I don't want to think about it. I'm like, just mm. let me go up there and be funny. I don't want to be like, this is my. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and like obviously there are styles of comedy, but it's sort of like asking someone like, "How do you come off at a party?" It's like, well, I, <laughs> I don't know, and also it might be different than the way I perceive it. Like, I oh my I'm, gosh, yes, yeah. Like, I think I'm really nice, but uh, my boyfriend told me that when he first met me, he thought that I was like an intimidating bitch, <laughs> and I was like, wow. "Is that how I come? Is that how I come off to people?" I had he, no no idea. I didn't think so, but. Apparently that's the thing. People are scared of me. I I think he he was just scared of you because he had a crush on you. You don't come up as a bitch. Maybe. I've had a man tell me that about another guy where, yeah. He was like, oh, he's just intimidated by you because you're this or that. Yeah, It's weird. Yeah, I I mean, perception of self is, God, if we had a handle on that, wouldn't life (laughs) be better? I don't need it. I'm good. I don't need to know. <laughs> I, I, Not I mean, I'm interested. I, I just mean like maybe one day we each got to put gl- uh, yeah. some reading glasses on that revealed like how people see you. Oh yeah, you know what? I well, love this, that. this is really corny. Okay, everyone who's on this call, I'm gonna say, I bet you other people see you better than you like in a really beautiful you'd be surprised by how well people view you and i was gonna say that about everybody but then i started thinking about a lot of motherfuckers that people hate way more than they realize (laughs) you know like those motherfuckers that like walk around all confident it's like no everybody hates you yeah (laughs) you think that but they don't realize it people i don't think they they realize it other people so those people would have a rude awakening oh right 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 yeah yeah I know. Sometimes I am envious of those people. I mean, I think yeah. like I was. Seems nice. Again, I'll do the caveat that I tweeted about this. So saying, I'll. I, I know. I sorry, the I same thing. That. I get in no, my no, no, head no. about. No, being we all do that, right? Because you're like it's irritating, I, and you shouldn't do it. You should just tell the joke. <laughs> yeah, well, I talked about thing- this on now like three podcasts throughout the pandemic as my mind unravels. <laughs> <laughs> 
But we can't help it because we want to be genuine. So you're like, I said this before. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, the worst thing they can do is be accused of doing a bit at another comic. You're like, wait, are you doing a bit? Are you running a joke on me right now? Are you doing crowd work on me right now? Can you? What I would give to be at a shitty party with someone and not wanting to hear their bit right now, but hearing. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I feel like it will be freaking whatever, um, you know. What am I trying to say? The race gun going off when this is all cleared. Like I oh, feel like I'm going to kiss the ground and people are going to be like, you've been allowed outside. And I'll be like, yeah. but it's different. <laughs> I don't know, man. I did one. I've done one live show and it was like an outdoor, like at a minor league ballpark thing. It was good. And one of the openers is somebody that I think is one of the least funny people in the world. And I was furious that I was on a show with them. And I was just like watching and I was like, this is one of the three people I will see do live stand up in 2020 yeah <laughs> yeah feels feels Why? just as bad as it did before i'm not finding any gratitude in this moment <laughs> no i that's so true i know i got back I, to it immediately <laughs> ugh, i know what you mean i'm just sort of like how do they have the energy to do this right now and i think i am quitting <laughs> i'm just yeah i, I don't know Anyway, sorry, I'm gonna, I don't mean to get dark. No, no, no. I mean, I just, I mean how else, where else is stare? there to go but dark right now? Like, let's be real. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah, I'm still uh, like evaluating what this has done to me because, you know, in three months it'll be a year and I'm like, yeah. It's it's a lot. I mean, we're talking about growing up. I, I don't know, definitely for me, it's forced me to grow up a lot because I just didn't have the. I tried to like be drunk for half of it that didn't work i was like all right this isn't taking i guess i have to like fucking learn how to sew or you know not that i even did that but <laughs> i was gonna say barbara can you sew now <laughs> I, no i can't i take i'll take a mask barbara told us she sewed now <laughs> let, let me just say i taped together some drapes so no i don't sew <laughs> I, I i literally used where are they i used i cut fabric and used these clips yes and not even like over the rod like you know i hung it over the rod and then clipped the other side uh listener beth is holding up that's a binder clip right yeah Yeah. a little binder clip perfect (laughs) yeah see what i'm saying we all need one winter to figure out yes (laughs) but don't you feel like this has been the winter i mean it feels like it's been a long winter well, if there had actually been if there had actually been snow and ice, maybe our numbers wouldn't have skyrocketed because yeah. LA people would have been like, "Eek!" That's yeah. true. <laughs> Could have actually out. stayed inside for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think it's. I feel like I don't know. The, I, I feel like I got some. I finally. I always did want to learn how to make sourdough starter. Check. Mm-hmm. Got that. I got way better at Spanish. I happened to buy roller skates at the beginning of the pandemic, so I've, like, relearned how to roller skate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had a couple of Marv moments where, you know, when, he, in, when he's, like, in the basement and he slips on in Home Alone and he slips on all the paint and he's like... On your skates? Yes. Yeah. It's so funny, like, I don't know. What do you think it is? We all saw each other doing the same thing or we all had the same secret desires to do some of these things. That one. you know what I mean? That one. I think it's yeah. that one. Roller also, skating, bread, baking. I mean, I guess. Yeah. Well, it's also all stuff that I think it, when we haven't been forced to slow down, we haven't had the time to really do because, especially as entertainers, like we're all make a living at this. So we're all workaholics in some capacity. So it's hard to like justify the time to be like, I am going to just roller skate like an hour a day. And that doesn't 
gonna that it's not gonna benefit me and the thing that I've been doing with this for 12 years of my life in any way really but it's like a fun thing that I can do for myself wow yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and hope no one sees me because I chose oh to go on the street so I burned down those I burned down those front rubbers way quicker than I would have thought I was like <laughs> <laughs> you, you, stop, you stop on the front I can't stop yeah. on the front how I do you do it do, you just turn so I watched a tutorial this is so much easier Beth you do it like a pile. Hey, you know how to ski? Do you know how to ski? I've never skied. Oh, okay. Shit. Ah. Well, you kind of... It's kinda, a pizza pie slices. It's a pizza pie. So you kind of... You squeeze your knees together and you want to feel it like on your inner thigh and you squeeze your roller skates towards each other and that slows you down way easier than using your front stop. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But what yeah. if they go like... Like that and then you fall forward? You, you're going to think they're going to do that, but they're not. And another tip that I learned that was really helpful that I learned from a roller derby girl on YouTube is bend down, like squat down and touch one of your skates with your hand. And by bending down that much, you're going to stop and slow down just fine. So if you feel like you're going too fast or falling, just bend down and touch one of your skates. Just go like, towards the ground more. Lean forward or are you saying bend <laughs> your uh, knees like a like, squat? Like a squat, like chair pose, like bend down. Yeah. Okay, got it. Mm. Yeah, this will be helpful. I haven't See, taken that- them out for a spin in a while. I was trying to like, yeah, I was sort of doing things here there. I taped some drapes, like I said. I cross, I started some cross stitches. <laughs> like I never finished. But now I'm really busy and I'm basically working three jobs and I'm just like really happy to not have the extra time anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Words <laughs> to that. For so, so many years, you know, like you move out here. I mean, not mm. everybody's the same. Some people um, come from money or their parents are in the industry but you move out here you have a bunch of jobs you're like exhausted and doing comedy at night and and i feel like that's when i was most productive and so you know the main goal obviously is to make a living at being funny at least that was my goal and so then when i reached it i started to feel so lazy you know Mm. like when you're a full-time comic and you don't have other things to do and and you do have that time during the day to write and you're just Mm. like what do I do with this? I feel yeah. like that's a little bit of the mm-hmm. pandemic for me where I was just like, and also like, you know, whatever, we don't have to get into a, a deep discussion about it, but also everything that's going on in the world, world with the Black Lives Matter movement, I felt, I felt I had little that I needed to add or people needed to hear yes. from me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so in a lot of ways, I was, and also I was so um, lucky to get my special filmed literally the weekend before the world shut down. So, wow. I mean, Good for you. it's kind of like I did say a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said all I was going to say for a while. Yeah. I so think that that's I been a lucky. huge thing. Yeah. A huge thing I've realized is that A, like if you, if we're you're in comedy the way that we are, you're probably always going to be, or, you know, I don't know. This has also shown me that, hey, maybe I don't have to do this forever, but it's not go- going to go anywhere. I can mm-hmm. peop- I can like put my voice out there at some point. doesn't need to be out there constantly all the time. I can like, you know, pick and choose it. But that's kind yeah. of a weird thing to come to when you're used to literally doing stand-up every single night. And, and, and there is a strange um, ignorance that it takes to even move out here, right? Or, yeah. you know, a blissful ignorance where mm-hmm. if you ran the numbers, you wouldn't have done it or whatever, you know? So... I think that's part of it too. When mm-hmm. you're just used to doing it, you're just bloop, 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 put things up and things out or whatever. So yeah. I struggled with feeling anger towards people who were just putting stuff out. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be mad. I don't want to be like a bitter old comedian. But like, I think I just was when I felt like I was inundated with Corona content. I, I wanted to be like, yeah. the world is telling you to sit down. Fucking yeah. sit down. <laughs> yeah, just mm-hmm. sit down, be with yourself so, for a minute. We're trying to take a nap. Can you just... Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, <laughs> I've always felt like that. It's like, can we all collectively decide to just yeah. stop trying for a right. second? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like, yeah. It, and it, you know what? If you think about it, it's like I'm the bad bully guy who's like, don't do your work. What do you yeah. mean? You know, like or whatever. You know, the one who makes fun of the athlete who's like actually trying at the mile in gym while mm. you're just like walking or something because there is that weird pressure we all put on each other you know if you see tess is like i got three sets tonight blankety blank and you're at home you're like you know (laughs) yeah whether you doesn't mean you don't like tess it's just like a weird pressure we all put i mean there's there's still a year of you know end of your lists and we were like oh no It's like, like, how dare I mean, you? Yeah, people have the, Honestly, the... But that must be like a coping mechanism for whoever authored those lists. Because who the fuck at the end of 2020 was like, I got to put together a listicle of content. <laughs> <laughs> the best comic of the year has just been like TikTok or memes. Best comedian of the year, memes. Just memes. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's like the other part of this where I've been like, oh, stand-up's not as important as we think because a meme will make me laugh harder than like most jokes and be more <laughs> yeah. relevant immediately yes. yeah. yeah oh yeah. my gosh yeah also yes in the visual and just it's mm-hmm. it's quicker and there's no vessel that you're judging yeah mm-hmm. you know like it's like oh this white guy this white lady this mm-hmm. whatever is saying this to me yeah, so yeah. you don't a meme is just a blank kind of- canvas for you to project your own bullshit onto <laughs> mm-hmm. yes <laughs> yeah i will say like this year has and not that i didn't realize this before but like i'm i love like my two loves like stand up and theater it's making me realize like how important life performing is to me like I, how mm. why i love those two things and like I'm so homesick for both of them, like both as a performer and as a consumer. Like there's something really irreplaceable about something that's just not on the internet. That's just taking place in real time, mm-hmm. live with people in one space. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, about- I know what you mean. That being said, if the center theater group doesn't fucking take me off their email list, I will. <laughs> <laughs> I have literally unsubscribed 14 times. I'm like, I swear to God, the minute you open up, I I'm boycotting. You'll you'll know. Just I'm going to boycott by still not buying season tickets. So how about that? <laughs> yeah. No, but I agree. Live theater is so important. I mean, I was a theater major. If anything, I think that is more what I miss. I'm surprising myself. Like I said, with my like animosity towards people creating content and mm-hmm. um my complete lack of longing to do stand up yeah. well <laughs> really I think, honestly i think that's good though because i i kind of feel that a little bit too where it's like i i enjoy the act of it but i've realized how much of my like uh i don't get validation from it anymore like or it's just like i don't i don't feel like that like i haven't felt like a a, a dip in like uh, invalidation in for myself. I'm like, oh wow, I think I am like for, fully like internally validated or validated by other relationships other than like being on stage. That's it's good. Like, which feels freeing because then, then it's like, oh, I I like to do that, but there isn't like more tied up with it than just the performance aspect of it that I like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. to me, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a validation thing or what, but I know that like I feel like I, yeah, and my bones like I want to be on stage doing something in front of people. And that's also to me, didn't matter if it was on zoom or not, because I was still mm. not getting the same thing out of it, but I was still getting something out of it and like enjoying it in a certain way. So the yeah, enjoyment I think is key. If you were yeah. enjoying it, that has, for sure. has to be, I, mm-hmm. I think I realized like, <laughs> I don't know. I was like my own stage parent or something. Like something <laughs> yeah. was happening 
where it's like you have to keep doing it. Do you have you guys seen Sex yeah. Education? I don't want to ruin. It's no, alert. no. Anyway, whatever. I shouldn't ruin anything because it's the greatest show ever. Oh shit! Um, okay. But anyway, it. it's just like the idea of like someone putting so much pressure on the thing that you love or mm-hmm. were just naturally like gravitated towards and ha- were good at, and then doing it so much or putting so much pressure on yourself to create and always thinking like is this a bit or feeling like it's taking you out of your own life mm-hmm. even though i was never the comic that was like wait wait a minute i gotta write that down you know i was yeah, never yeah, yeah. that i was so scared of being that i was almost the opposite so but still the relief that i had i can't figure i'm still like honestly like processing it because i'm like do you hate it i might have like actual anger towards stand-up and hatred of really? it. really do you think because you do a lot of like writing and acting too do you think that that is kind of like fulfilling for you more what you thought stand-up was like are you still enjoying writing and acting i feel like i'm looking i should look focus more on myself and what i do and not be so angry about what i'm seeing that is popular or what or right it's that it's more that where i'm just like this and i don't want to be that bitter person who's like this is what people are like or don't you have any fucking backbone i mean i i just Mm -hmm. i'm more like (laughs) i guess i'm yeah, angry with some of the counterparts more than anything. I oh, mean, totally. Like, it's really up. hard to get over that. Yeah, like, I don't want to be a part of this. It's also yeah. weird because we, like, we monetize joy is our industry, basically. And that's, like, I mean, I feel like, obviously, pressure as you move further and further up with things. But you start, like, looking at everything with, like, when you add, like, a monetary element to the entertaining of people it's hard to make keep that joy as pure as it is when you start, you know? I mean, it's yeah. like when we were working shitty jobs and like just doing stand up and it was like fun and everything, obviously things change over time, but it's like, I don't know. I, I, I always like look at countries that have like UBIs for artists and then you can also make whatever on top of it. But then it's like, if you can just be a creative that just adds to the culture of the world versus being like, okay, how far up the ladder can I go with the joy that I give people? I'm giving more people. <laughs> am I giving more people joy this year than last year? Because if yeah. I'm not, then I'm failing. And it's like, well, that's not how we should be thinking about <laughs> what we yeah. do sometimes. Well, then also there's the part of it that's like not even joy giving. It's like, yeah, yeah you're speaking up for, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Yeah. the, that, the yeah, element sure, of like the right wing comedians, some of the people who fucking yeah, yeah. went to, you know, the Capitol, things yeah. like that, where it's like, yeah, you're speaking up for us. You're telling mm-hmm. the truth. And it's just kind of like, it's that you're that yeah, that's a, is not appealing very valid point because mm-hmm. it, it, there's that and then there's that what you're a comedian why are you sharing your opinion and right, you, you know can't so win. it's like yeah. it's so it's the classic like it's just a joke meanwhile mm-hmm. i'm forming opinions of thousands and millions of people <laughs> yeah you know so there's that there's just so ma- it, it messes with my head because mm-hmm. it's like stay in your lane you're just a comedian we don't want to hear your political views also, we rely on you for our opinions. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. that's like what podcasts are. You know, a lot of like yeah. the power of a podcast is can be immeasurable depending or, or measurable upon your listeners. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I thought I, th- I thought about this yesterday. You know, um, obviously, we're d- recent, ca- you know, political coup or and, mm-hmm. and, and everything like that. Um, and some comments were being made just on Instagram and I, I'm trying to think of a good example here because I don't want to like have to get into the details of it because I haven't formed my opinion yet. But it's like the idea, uh, okay, someone passes away mm-hmm. and what, whatever, and, and, and they're saying and they, they, they whatever, maybe it was from cancer, but someone in the comments writes, they killed themselves. Now, whether that's true or not, you read the comment 
they yeah. killed themselves and now that's irrevocably affected yeah. you mm-hmm. whether you were like no that i know that's not true but mm-hmm. you read it but and it's now it's there and mm-hmm. it's there and it doesn't mean it's true so it's just like i feel like that's podcast to me to me in some ways not this one in particular no, or even this one, I'm one we of fact in particular. check we have a whole department <laughs> <laughs> yeah. everything we've ever said is 100 uh, percent. but especially once saying like yeah. very you know i don't even know I, I really am not even thinking of a specific podcast i just know that so many people get their opinions from certain Right. And I think there's a lot of devil's advocate stuff that can say you're on the line of being the devil's advocate. But then it's like, like you said, but you're putting that opinion out there. And then that kind of takes life. Yeah. I forget. This is a great example of this, but I heard somewhere on a podcast that that we don't the way we remember information that we see on the Internet. Your brain doesn't necessarily remember if it was saying a positive or a negative. So if it's like, yeah. So if it's like. 99 people uh, were in an explosion in Chile. Your brain, if you just see it real fast, might remember that as like 99 people weren't in an explosion in Chile. Like you're so like mm. that's where a lot of misinformation comes to because you just see this information so quickly and so much of it at such a rapid pace that your brain yeah. just naturally internalizes things that are the opposite of what is true. Wow. I found um, myself hardly able to read a book after all this. Like I've tried to sit down and because early in the pandemic you were so tied to your phone or what's going on or I'm mm-hmm. now you just have nothing to do or whatever you're stuck I find myself having reading comprehension issues Maybe yeah it's, it's, hard. it's harder than it's ever been for sure mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so I feel like I'm being such a harbing, uh, harbinger <laughs> of, a, of this is uh, the world we're living in man it's, it's all good <laughs> no, it's, I, it's, it's, it's everyone's true. truth well and it's also it's it's a catch-22 then too because I can tell my my memory, my my reading comprehension goes down if I'm not reading books. And then when I do, when I start flexing that muscle more, I'm like, oh, I'm, I can feel that I am smarter from doing it. But you do not get that from scrolling and all the the stuff here. But it's like the forming of like the story or whatever in your head and just holding that. Yes, it just it just does. Totally, it's, it's yeah, it's and working on your mind. I would do on a test, you know, like if we had to go back to class <laughs> for a day. Oh man. And like you learned from the teacher and you sat and you took notes. Maybe it was a French class or maybe it was a history class. And you're like, okay, the battle of whatever. Antietam. And you're like (laughs) writing it down. They're like, okay, notes away. And you had to freaking sit down and take a test. I'd be like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm such a nerd that I'm like, that would be so fun to have a party where everyone has to take a test. Oh my god! Hey, you guys want to just take the SATs like as a joke and just see what we yes. get? We're gonna get take, love we're, we have to take tests. a break, but we're gonna take the SATs. We'll be okay. right back, everybody. <laughs> hey, everybody! Welcome back to Lady to Lady. I'm Brandy. I'm Babs. I'm Tess. And we're here with Beth Stelling. Hello. And everyone. we're going to, we are going to take sort of a test right now. We're going to oh, quiz yeah. you a little bit. No. Um, Pop quiz, Beth mm-hmm. Stelling. Here's Uh-oh. our premiere. My wish came true. <laughs> this is a brand, a brand new segment, which means a brand new theme song. Beth, are you ready? Yes. We just recorded this. I'm so excited. Let's do Get it. Get it, Adam. Hey, Blinken's my dad. Really? Yeah. That's so random. <laughs> right? Oh my god. I didn't make it up. Oh my god. I can't. It's just like 
That's so random. <laughs> so <laughs> random. So freaking random. It really honestly is. So freaking random. <laughs> That's so, so random. No reason. What you're telling me right now is so random. I can't even. That's a random. Thank God. Random. So yeah, you know, yeah. obviously we know we're coming out of this with an album deal. Hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. World premiere. That's so random. World premiere. Yeah. Um as you can guess, that's what this game is. It's just so, stupid questions. Stupid questions. Um Beth, what is something you resent paying for? Ooh. Oh dear. Making a great Something face. I resent paying for? Like just in my house? This is, I, I overthink. Any, no, no, no. Okay. What, what was the first? Anything. Sure, in your house. What was yeah, the first thing that came to your mind? I mean, it was like time spent with someone I regret dating. I mean, that's, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, a, that's, a, <laughs> well, that's a good answer. Why do I have time to pay money, for baby. my childhood trauma? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's something I regret paying for. I, uh, <laughs> okay, that was my first thought. Pay, I regret paying for... I mean, in the same lane, like flights for people who have opened for me and maybe I was dating them and then later they show up in like designer shoes and you're like, hmm, okay. No. So, oh. yeah, that's how we're, that's how we're spending our money. <laughs> so like something like that. Yeah. Like, re- I yeah. regret paying for something for a guy period <laughs> yes yeah yes. you know what i yeah. would like to give yeah. a word of advice to our listeners on this note if you're with a fuck boy and you know you are if you are you know don't give him shit don't give him i know you're tempted to give him a nice present or that book you really like or or something just because maybe you think that's gonna win him back i regret so many gifts that i've given to people that didn't deserve them or like things that i've given people when we were on the verge of breaking up don't do it keep your shit yeah that's great advice from Tess. <laughs> I will say, like, I can look back and not be feel feel like fully like I can't believe you wasted so much because I, I actually did temper yeah. it well, but then you begin to feel like a mother. Mm-hmm. Like, so I, I of course I brought up the shoes. Yeah, right. of course. Why, <laughs> like, why would I be paying? Yeah, why would I be paying for this and this and then you buy you spend your money on this? Wait, did like, you ask him about that? Yeah, of course. What did he say? <laughs> I mean, he uh, just was like, no, I don't know. Oh, uh, typical, <laughs> typical mother-son. Yeah, this is what I mean. What, so I'm just whatever. sort of like, yeah. yeah. And then of course I stopped, but it's like, but my yeah. my mind is constantly a storm of yin and yang. So I'll be like, just life's short. Like, yes, fly him out there. Like, or this or that. It's fine, mm-hmm. you know. And then like, how dare he take advantage of you and teach him a lesson and never, you know what I mean? It's just sort yeah. of like. Um, well, constant well, it's hard because it's like you want to be able to do that kind of thing, but then it's like with a partner that actually will give you something in return. Like you know, it's like, and I think that's part of the yin and yang because I yeah. did feel I'm like, am I being taken advantage? No, they give me this, this, and this, like comfort mm-hmm. or love, or I feel very unconditionally loved. But then I yeah. think oh, whatever, yeah, trust. Yeah. It's I, I get myself into those situations very easily as well, where I'm like second guessing because I'm like, I have this emotion, but do I? But where'd that come from? Yeah. Is it okay if I have it? And you're just like, fuck. Like, mm-hmm. how do I feel? Yeah, it's very confusing. Yeah, I was like. <laughs> You know, I'm dating someone now, but it's like in my head, I'm keep it light, 
keep it fun. It's a pandemic, but keep it light. You know, <laughs> yeah, keep, yeah. keep your of mind course. open. Keep your mind Hang open. Maybe somebody out. else will come along. And at yeah. the same time, just like, who is she? You know, if he's texting <laughs> someone. So you're yeah. just sort of like, I'm trying, but I, like, I want to be open. But I mm-hmm. can't. Like, you know, pandemic reasons and also yeah. mind fuckery. I asked my, I don't know if this is a funny story, but... My boyfriend said I had a cute sneeze, and then I was like, but have you ever heard a girl who sneezes like, achoo? I don't know if you guys have ever heard a yeah, sneeze like that. Have yeah, you? of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, not a, I'm not an achoo. I'm like a, you know, heavy sneezer. Okay. Same. And then he was like, You're an no. alto. He was like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm an alto. I'm a hardcore alto. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. I, I said, like, haven't you heard that? And he was like, I don't know. And then I was like, who is she? And I don't know why that... <laughs> <laughs> made me laugh just questioning him about uh, a sneeze that didn't happen yes <laughs> she's just a great it's a classic yes, you know it is <laughs> go to it really is but you don't want to i don't know gosh it's really hard to kick the habit you know because you yeah. could, it, it's almost like you lean into the exact thing you don't want i've talked about this with plenty of girlfriends like I don't even like I don't want to have to pay for men as much and then the minute the mm-hmm. bill drops you snag it up quickly. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. I got it. It's like you just said you'd like to find an equal partnership, but your body's like, "I got it." And yeah. sometimes it's generosity or caring or maybe my love language is like gift giving or something, I don't know, but it's really hard to break yourself from those yeah, mm-hmm. from those habits. Yeah, like, it's almost like you have this layer of self that is like, be- like you have the more self-aware layer that's like, I, I, I know I don't want to have to do that, but then you have this other like more primal layer of self that has all your yeah. shitty habits and all your bullshit, and that's the one that's in charge of your mouth and your hands. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I should have, I forgot I wanted to make this joke when we were talking about roller skates, but I Let's am going to call... I'm going to call wait. condoms front rubbers from now on. Okay, sorry. That's old. <laughs> <laughs> I, ha- I sat on it for too long, and then I was like... <laughs> no, this was the perfect time. No, <laughs> thank you, perfect time. Thank you for that. <laughs> okay, Beth, I got a question. Uh, random question. Would you rather look like a potato or feel like a potato? <laughs> Ooh, that's tough. Oh, uh, I Goodness. guess it matters. It's like we're we're all just thinking a plain unbaked potato, right? Right. Like just a, I'm I'm picturing yeah. brown, dry, Idaho yeah. potato, and I'm gonna say feel like a potato. Yeah. You know, because here, because I'm gonna break the rules and skin myself, and then I'll be smooth. <laughs> <laughs> smooth as hell. That'd be nice. Smooth it's just like shaving your legs, sort of. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Wait. Look at that I interpreted this. <laughs> I interpreted this question as like when they said feel like a potato, like like psychically, like feel like a potato oh you guys well, interpret like it as like what you feel like oh like in inter- oh i was thinking internally skin. too okay. i was thinking skin <laughs> i'm Just- so vain <laughs> no i like it do you either look like a potato or feel like... I was yeah. thinking... So, yeah, I was thinking... But then I I'm had to just one try to get into skin. the headspace of what would it be like to feel like a potato. And then Nothing. I guess that's kind of like your fate's up to other people because yeah. what you turn into... It's not this, your choice. This question is kind of, are you suicidal or not? Because if you felt like a potato, you wouldn't be alive. Would you rather feel like a potato or be dead? Is the question, right. actually. 
<laughs> right. So then obviously it's going to have to be look. Because if you're yeah. just like a potato that can't move, <laughs> you might as well be dead. You know what I always I'm think so- about potatoes? Do you remember um, those like wayside is always is falling down yes, books? Yes, the tattoo. Yeah, the potato the tattoo. The potato tattoo. Yeah. When oh I was God. a teenager, I wanted to get that as a tattoo. Yeah, same. I always did, thought that was so cool. Did you cool. read those, Beth? Wayside School? I, it sounds so familiar. Oh, like, my you know, God. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm conflating it with Miss Nelson books. Oh, yeah. Miss Nelson uh, why? was missing. These, okay, Wayside School was like more after that. Like when you were like in like fourth grade, I think. Fourth or fifth grade. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, they were really, really funny. Like they were genuinely mm-hmm. like really well written, like really funny short stories. Uh, and mm-hmm. one of the main characters gets a tattoo of a potato on his ankle in one of the stories. Yeah, <laughs> because he was like, "Well, I'll always like potatoes, so I'll never regret this tattoo." And that's it's logic that I have like applied to every tattoo idea I've ever had. I'm like, would I ever not like this? <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I'd rather be a potato tattoo on someone. That's my choice. That's a good choice. So it was me as a potato, as a tattoo. Okay, hey, Beth. Hey, hey, random hey. question: If you were in a room filled with you and your doppelganger and two million dollars, what would you do? <laughs> It's so random, right? That's if asking was, her to like write a story. We're asking her to like. I'm, in, I'm sorry. I'm in the room with, they look like me. They look like yeah. me. Yeah, and there's like two you. million dollars there that doesn't belong to either of us. Yeah, you just found two million dollars. Yeah, I think it's and just doppelganger in a room. No strings attached. Two million dollars. I would say, wow, you really, we do really look alike. <laughs> <laughs> and then. And then I would say, should we just split it down the middle? And, or do you want to pay me for being the voice for, of our face? And I'll take a little extra. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where the doppelganger thing comes in. Because is it like, do you think you're going to switch lives yeah. or something? Yeah. And the two yeah. will have something you to think do you're better us? than me? Because you look like me a little bit? And then yeah. get in a fight. <laughs> yeah, no, my answer is not kill her and take it all. So, well, that's <laughs> so, good. Yeah. I mean, a, mil- I a million dollars and getting to meet your doppelganger is not a bad day. No, it's not a bad day at all. I used to, there was a girl who had, who had my exact same name, except I spell Elizabeth with an S, and um, she lived across the way f- street from me my first year of college. So she was the dorm across the street, but I would sometimes get her mail or she would get mine. And it was like important scholarship things or whatever yeah. my financial aid. So she would walk it over. And for some, it's like I had to get in touch with her and be like, I think you have my mail. Or she got in touch with me. And we're like, oddly, as 18-year-olds, excited that we had the same name. And like, for some reason, that that would be like the basis of a friendship. And when she brought the mail over, we were just like, hey. And she's like, hey. And I was like, okay, thanks. And then we like never talked again. <laughs> it was like we had nothing in common. There was no like, no, no sparks flew. We just, we're both Beth Stelling. I, I mean, I will say the Barbara Gray, who comes up the most in comparison to me, is a stamp maker. That she is makes sense. British, I think she's British, gray-haired lady who makes videos about making stamps. So she's exactly who you think Barbara Gray should be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the imposter, I think. I feel like she's Barbara Gray should be a quilter. Yeah, yeah. She's just trying to like post, like post, like stamp tutorials, and your like pussy stand up videos are coming up when people search her. 
<laughs> she's, po- she's posting stamp tutorials. You're, you're pussy stamping things. Yeah. I, maybe we should we should try to get her on. I'm going to contact her. Yeah. Please. <laughs> I would love to talk to this other Barbara Gray. I have questions. I want to know, Does she is she like freestyling these stamp ideas and then she sells them to the government or is she commissioned ahead of time? Like, are there reject piles of these I mean stamp she's ideas? making I think like flower stamps like I think they're just like scrapbook oh, stamps like I was thinking stamps. postage stamps never no, no, no. she makes stamps rubber stamps oh. like you rather <laughs> feel like a stamp or be a stamp <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather be in stomp on Broadway that's right that's correct didn't you? Well, I don't know if you guys ever saw Stomp, but I think it was one oh, of those things that Barbara. you saw and you for sure thought you could do. <laughs> yes, of course. And, and yes, Barbara, I was a substitute teacher for three years. I kept a copy of Stomp in my backpack and brought it to work with me every day. I played Stomp no less than 50 times. Oh, that was your Spanish Lion King. Okay, yeah. cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I've seen Stomp. Yeah. <laughs> so true there are so many things you watch and you're like i can do that and the minute it reminds me of those those videos of like the fail videos of someone hopping on a rope and trying to swing into water you're just like mm-hmm. yeah i can do that and then the minute they start to hold their own body weight they're like <laughs> you know it's like yeah. have you ever tried to just balance anything on your hand or <laughs> or or tap anything to a beat <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that should be it's just hard. double check before you do something. <laughs> I think I think we're all realizing too in the pandemic, like certain things that you were like took advantage of, or I don't know, took for granted, like even yeah. a pedicure, for example. Oh god! Like think about okay. it. When someone's oh. doing your thing, come on, why would it? In my head, sometimes I'm just sort of like, it doesn't seem hard. And the mm-hmm. minute you looked at your feet after a couple months, and were like. I should try to fix what's happening here. Mm-hmm. You have a whole new respect for people <laughs> who touch your feet and make them look nice. <laughs> who just like know because oh, sure. you can't even you don't even know what you're fucking up. You just know yes. that your toes look like shit. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they, I think it's because they make it look so easy. I'm not saying I looked at people who <laughs> did my nails and were like, your job's easy. But I just mean like they make it look so easy. It's effortless the way they yes. do it. Yes. So yeah, you yeah. try, you're like, okay, this is clearly something they, you know, people go to school for and I cannot do. Well, yeah. I'm always impressed by like, they got little like vials and things that I'm like, I don't even know where you find this. I don't know. I just, <laughs> yes. I, I, I've oh, always been bad at nails. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. always impressed. I'm like, I don't know. You get the nail polish, but they've got special special stuff that I'm always like, I don't even know where you find it. And that's, that's where I stop. <laughs> <laughs> there, I one time looked for a callus removal because my feet are gross. And the, obviously this has been on my mind. And the reviews were hilarious. It was just like, don't leave this on overnight. I woke up with third degree burns. I'm just sort of like, oh, oh my no. God. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, I didn't try it, but. It's <laughs> <That's> so funny. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take another break, and then we'll be back with Lady Problems. Whoa. Hey, we're back on Lady to Lady. I'm Babs. I'm Brandy. I'm Tess. And we're here with Beth Stelling. Hello. We're going to give some advice. If you want to write into us, write to ladytoladycomedy at gmail.com or give us a call at 323 but 30 You can figure that out on your phone. B-U-T-T? B-U-T-T. B-U-T-T, 3-0. 
problems. Lady, lady problems. Lady problems. Do you have them? Lady problems. Do you have them? <laughs> People do have them. <laughs> sure do. Hey, ladies, you answered my last problem a few years ago about whether or not to have a wedding and my problem about how to announce my quarantine pregnancy and deal with any hate I might receive for it. A quick update. I had the baby on Christmas Eve. I'll attach photos. I'm beyond annoyed that the pandemic is worse than it was when I wrote about in uh, when I wrote about uh, the pregnancy. But my daughter has made this year fully worth it. I'm so in love. My new problem. My 14 year old. <laughs> My okay, my new problem. My 14-year-old brother saw my boobs and things have been weird ever since. <laughs> I'm a, in a similar situation to Tess where my dad remarried a much younger woman and had more kids. So he's technically my half-brother and 15 years younger than me. I wouldn't say we're super close, but we definitely have a unique brother-sister relationship and speak to each other fairly openly. Considering he's a teenage boy and I'm a new mom, things were as good as they could be. My dad and brother came over to see the baby with masks and two-week isolation, etc. I am not a bashful person, especially when it comes to nudity, so I'm not surprised that breastfeeding has meant my titties are on display nearly 24-7 lately. While my family was visiting, I went upstairs to the nursery to pump some milk to try and show some degree of decency. I left the door open because my dog will scratch at it if I close it. My brother walks into the room to start asking, hey, where's the extra toilet paper, and gets an eye full of one massive floppy boob with a huge sore red nipple laying on my still round soft belly. This is very, while the breast pump aggressively sucks and pulls at my other udder. Great description. (laughs) beautiful honestly yeah (laughs) he was obviously horrified never finished his question immediately walked away as fast as possible i tried to make some joke about it afterwards but he didn't smile at all he didn't make eye contact with me for the rest of the day thank god we aren't hugging right now or he almost certainly would have screamed if i tried to touch him at all i haven't heard from him at all since which is weird and i likely won't see him again for quite some time due to how hard it is for all of us to test and quarantine appropriately is there anything i can do to make this less awkward do i just never speak of it make more jokes my instinct is to keep talking about it until it's not weird anymore but i'm pretty sure that's the wrong move when dealing with an embarrassed teenager send Uh, a tick send a tit pick (laughs) (laughs) here's what you missed (laughs) um yeah i think the obvious thing to do is never mention this again to your brother Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think you never speak of this. That is not this. what I was expecting. <laughs> I mean, is there I mean, anything I think else? the obvious thing to do is get a shovel, uh, <laughs> dig eight feet deep, put the memory in there, and cover it back up. Bury it. And make yourself a nice iced tea. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do think that you have to consider he's obviously, you know, he's obviously super embarrassed and doesn't seem like he's down to like talk about it. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You can't really push him into that. If it's your half brother, maybe he was like half horny about it. Half chubbed. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Who knows? 14 is such like a young teen too still. I mean, that's like freshman year. Oh my God, though. I had the realization this last week. I've been fucking for 20 years. (laughs) (laughs) Happy anniversary. (laughs) Where were you you when you had that realization? (laughs) On top of my man. No, I'm just kidding. I, I was like on top of him, really killing it. And I was like, I've been doing this for 20 years. No, I don't. I think I was just, yeah, probably thinking about our sexual relationship and how long he has been 
boning and how long I have and what that would mean for him and how he feels about it. Meaning like, I do have a lot of experience. I wonder if he's ever, because I don't ever assume a man is nervous or, because mm-hmm. I'm older. So I'm just like, than him. So not by a ton, but I was just thinking about it that way. That's where, that's where, why it came to mind. Two decades. Gotcha. That is funny. I've never thought The non-joke about version. Yeah. My, <laughs> my tenure, if you will, as, uh, as a fucker. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> That's so funny. Adding oh, it to man. the resume. Yeah, I think, though, I mean, I agree. I think just sweep it under the rug. Like, he obviously isn't comfortable about it. Hopefully someday it's something you guys can joke about, but yeah. I would wait a while. Not anytime soon. Not anytime soon. And pr- yeah, honestly, he's no, probably never. As someone who has five brothers, probably never. Just never. Yeah, if it was something, like, serious, right? Like, that you yeah. needed to talk about. Right. Then, yeah, yeah. But he saw your boob while he you're breastfeeding. Yeah. He's embarrassed. Yeah, I feel like if he'd seen your butt, it might be okay. I don't know why that's different, but I think... <laughs> I think it's actually totally different because her boob is not what it, it normally really is. It's it's mm-hmm. ser- it's serving, a obviously, a beautiful, life-giving purpose. But it's yeah. also different than it normally looks. So it's almost like you're seeing, like, an instrument. Yeah, you're not really see- you're not seeing sexualized like just mm-hmm. naked titties out of the shower. You're seeing boobs like right, yeah, in doing yeah. emotion. It's a context thing. It's like how naked statues in museums are different than like nudie bars. Yes, yeah, for sure. And from his point, from his like point of view too, it's like the Seinfeld episode of like the good naked versus bad naked. Not that breastfeeding is bad naked, but from a fourteen year old boy's perspective, that's not the way that he's wants to see titties i mean yeah. do we know though i don't know that a breastfeeding boob is that point. different for a teenager <laughs> there is something so strange about that and i am you know this is nothing no new realization but the idea of like the difference between being at the beach with your mom in a bikini and walking in on her as she's changing in panties and underwear yeah. i mean i'm not not like you'd be like, ah, you know mm-hmm. but for a young boy or whatever or a sister Mm-hmm. It is funny how, I mean, just in general, how, like, it's totally normal for us to all be in our bathing suits around each other. But then, yeah, if you saw someone in their underwear, it'd be, like, salacious. I always think about that. It's the fabric. Always. It's very odd. Yeah. Like yeah. versus cotton. I guess yeah. just context, yeah, again, but. Easier to feel a clit through cotton than lycra. <laughs> I mean, oh, it's true. marginal. It's a but. tactile issue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the lycra your hand slides right off when you try to touch it. <laughs> oh man anyway yeah honestly it's so interesting to me that you guys are all saying get rid of it sweep it under the rug what would you do i'm not saying i yeah i don't know why i'm just like it's not that i'm baffled or something i'm just sort of like i wasn't expecting that answer but i i'm not even (laughs) saying i disagree it's just like what do you think i don't know i don't know i a part of me is just like i don't know text him and just be like look i was breastfeeding sorry you saw my boob um don't be weird about it yeah I mean, but I, I don't like, know. Their, she said their relationship is what it is. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think, open. okay, because I have like a brother who's my almost exact age. And then I do have brothers who are like this age. And yeah, if it was the brother that was my almost exact age, I'd be like, you saw my boob. Don't be weird. But my yeah. younger like teenage brothers, I don't know. Being a teenager is so awkward anyway. Mm-hmm. What if it's a teachable moment? That's true. I don't uh, know. I mean, look, these, <laughs> this is these what kids are barely in school right now. They're fine. <laughs> 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you want to know more about breastfeeding. <laughs> I mean, to me, it, her contacting him is being, is saying, don't be weird about it. Like, I don't think she has to literally be like, you saw my boob, don't be weird. I think yeah. if she just moves ahead and is like, we're still yeah. who we are, you know, he'll, I think he'll I get over it eventually. That type of dynamic in so long that I'm, I don't have the best advice. Because I think if I really put myself there back to an age or whatever, mm-hmm. I can feel like the it, the worry hanging over me. Like, oh, God, something bad happened. I got to deal with it. I don't know. Right. I mean, right. Like, just, there must be a solution. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I just like being a teenager is so awkward. I mean, I remember like being in gym class and not even like wanting to change in front of other people. Like I would put my t-shirt over my gym shirt mm-hmm. and then take my shirt off like under it. I don't know. It's just such a weird time in life. It's true. You're right. Yeah. So many people did that. The shirt over the shirt. Yeah. I don't yeah. remember what I did because I had a padded bra. I was a gymnast, so I had no boobs. So I had a padded bra and then that would be a whole new thing to get made fun of for. <laughs> wow. You had like a real bra. I don't think I like probably eighth grade I guess is like when I got yeah. dragged to the store to get like a real bra of some kind. I wore sports bras for a bit but I was just it's just so flat and then I got a padded mm. bra and then I stole my mom's water bra water oh my god water bra those really and that was a, a whole ruse to keep up because then the minute you go to the be- the freaking pool you're found out you get out of the you get out of the water and your tits are just waterfalls like four minutes <laughs> i had a friend that always told me the story that cracked me up where she was yeah she was like drunk hooking up with a guy and she was wearing a water bra and when he took it off it just hit made a thud as it hit the floor i have a bit about that i'll, I'll text it to you Maybe, guys because okay. i had to record it that's so funny i did have a bit of, I, I mean i don't do stand-up anymore but it didn't make yeah. my special but i have a whole bit about that like um basically my options were him on t- like don't put all your body weight on top of me because it makes it like a strange like or i'd have to like take it off and chuck it far away but it was like the weight of an x-ray vest just like (laughs) and then afterwards i would have no choice but to be like ta-da i made my boobs disappear like you can't you could take advantage of the. you could come back to school with a water bra like if you took the whole summer that's when you could have grown the boobs but you can't just like get tits overnight it's a whole problem. I think I did, because I don't remember where mine came from. Yeah, yeah. Really? I, I kind of did, in, too. Mine kind of came in pretty quickly. I remember yeah. it being like a... I remember. I literally remember like the day that Monica Lotta was like, you have big boobs! And I like, nobody had ever said that to me before. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then we were, we were in Williamsburg, Virginia, going to Bush Gardens <laughs> to go ride the water slides. <laughs> You have big boobs. I just remember her yelling that at me and me being like, what? Kids are just so fucked up. They just I have know. to like say. <laughs> I know. You're breastfeeding. Your tit is out. Yeah. <laughs> that probably wouldn't be so awkward if you just said that, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Well, 14 year olds are awkward, though. Yeah. Sorry, I mean, I think I just derailing us. No, no. It's, 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 this is what this is a podcast. It would be weird if we were just if we were on task the entire time. It wouldn't feel like a podcast. It's like get back to the fucking teenager scene. Get the tit, back to okay? the agenda. <laughs> Bath, Elizabeth. I'll behave. I'll behave. Well, th- good luck. Thank you for writing into it. Thank you for depending on us for so much of your uh, ad- your advice. I hope mm-hmm. we're delivering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think you're crushing yeah. it so far. So I feel good about our advice. And I yeah. loved your writing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Very Yeah, and thank you for, b- for yeah, painting a picture. 
if you will. <laughs> you know, like we like details, so thank you. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, that's our episode. Beth, tell everybody where they can find you online and they can see your new special on HBO Max, right? Yep, HBO Max. The hour special is called Girl Daddy, and you can find me online at Beth Stelling. Thanks. And we're going to go do our Beef of the Week bonus segment now. So if you're a Patreon or a Stitcher Premium person, we'll see you over there. Come on over. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Two, three, six, but 30. It's six, but 30 somewhere. Hi, ladies. My name is Miriam. I've been listening to you forever. Um, I don't have a lady problem right now because I'm handling my problems like a lady, um, which these problems are that I'm really pissed at my school district, so I've decided to get a PhD, and I've been working on my grad school app from a really depressing hotel room because right when I decided to apply, my husband got diagnosed with COVID-19 and I'm halfway through the vaccination cycle. So his doctor told me to leave. So I abandoned my husband, moved into a shitty hotel room, and I am now working on grad school applications and teaching all of my high school students remotely from my hotel room. So that's been fun. But I wanted to say that I really appreciate you guys for making me laugh even when things are this depressing and I missed your voices for the past two weeks. I'm glad you're back in on your new network and I really, really like your phone number and the phone number jingle made me laugh out loud. Thank you so much. Um, Have a great evening or day. I don't know what time it is that you're listening to this. Okay, bye.